SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. For the final time this year in the calendar year of 2021, it is the final Football Friday on the morning after. It is the final hour of TMA in the year 2021, which means it is the final happy hour. So for one last time, threes up, everybody. Like a football team heading to the fourth quarter, we put our threes up as we head to a very happy, happy hour here on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM and all across the SportsGrid network. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. In this third and final hour of our final football Friday of the year, we focus on the NFL. Week number 17 is on the horizon. For the first time all year, no Thursday night football game last night. 15 of 16 on Sunday and then Monday night football as well. So many playoff implications that you need to know across the National Football League. And we begin with some breaking news this morning. Kirk Cousins, the quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, placed into the COVID-19 reserve list right now for Minnesota. The Vikings head to the frozen tundra in Lambeau Field on Sunday night in a game against the Green Bay Packers. So most likely, Kirk Cousins will be out of that game despite the new protocols. This is now Friday ahead of Sunday. Kirk Cousins probably not available for the Minnesota Vikings. So when you look at that game, the Green Bay Packers earlier this morning, a six and a half point into a seven and a half point favorite. Now the line is currently locked on the FanDuel Sportsbook. How much does it tick up in Green Bay's favor? And that game, very important for reasons we will discuss later on in this third and final very happy hour because with a win and a Dallas Cowboy loss to the Arizona Cardinals, the Green Bay Packers book the number one overall seed in the NFC. Of course, that's tremendously impactful now with how the postseason looks in the NFL. Seven teams from both conferences, only one gets a first round bye, and that team obviously holds home field advantage for the entirety of the playoffs all the way leading up to what they hope is a Super Bowl run. So as we go around the NFL right now, and you see the Green Bay Packers, a minus 700 heavy odds on favorite to be that number one overall seed. It just got a little bit better for the Green Bay Packers in their game against Minnesota on Sunday night. Other quarterback concerns across the league. An AFC-NFC cross-conference matchup this weekend in Baltimore might be played without the Ravens starter in Lamar Jackson. He returned to practice for the first time since December 12th on Wednesday, but then he was not there at practice yesterday. Could not go for Baltimore. What does that do for Lamar's status heading into Sunday's affair against the LA Rams? The Rams, a four and a half point favorite on the road in Baltimore right now. The over-under is at 46 so when you look at that game between the Rams and the Ravens, let me just make sure that over-under is still at 46, and it is indeed. The Rams, a four-and-a-half-point favorite for that matchup against Baltimore. A lot of that is predicated on the availability of Lamar Jackson. If not Lamar Jackson, maybe Tyler Huntley, who was placed on the COVID-19 list last week and missed the game for the Ravens against the Bengals. If they both cannot go, it most likely will be Josh Johnson once again for Baltimore. Of course, Baltimore falling 41 to 21 to Cincy last week. The Rams are playing really good football right now regardless 
on their side. They have won four straight games. They have covered in four straight games as well. And we have seen this line tick up in the favor of Los Angeles. A big reason for the Rams' success here as of late, and especially throughout the season, that connection you see on display. Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, 11 straight games now with at least 90 receiving yards. I'm not sure what they're going to make his receiving yards prop against the Baltimore Ravens, but it might not be big enough. As we welcome in our Sports Grid radio audience here for the final time on the morning after in the year 2021, you are watching and listening on Sirius XM, Channel 159, the Mightier 1090, out on the West Coast, and all of our lovely radio affiliates. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. A football Friday breaking down week number 17 in the NFL. Some quarterback concerns now across the league. Breaking news this morning, Kirk Cousins placed on the COVID-19 list for the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikes, an underdog on the road this weekend at the frozen tundra inside Lambeau Field against the Green Bay Packers. And Lamar Jackson, his status uncertain for Sunday's affair for the Ravens against the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams right now a four and a half point favorite. So here's what is at stake in this game. The Rams, an even larger, larger favorite right now to win the NFC West. They will do that with a win over Baltimore, favored by four and a half points in that single game, and an Arizona loss. The Cardinals right now a six-point underdog on the road in one of the most marquee matchups of the entire Sunday slate against the Dallas Cowboys. So the Rams, with a win and a Cardinals loss, clinch the NFC West divisional crown. Even this week, you see the Rams there at a minus 400 price. Even earlier this week, just a couple of days ago, the Rams were minus 290. The reason over a dollar of movement in their favor to make them an even stronger odds-on favorite is because the Rams' spread against the Ravens has worked in L.A.'s favor. The Cardinals' spread against the Cowboys has worked in opposition to the Cards in the favor of the Dallas Cowboys. So with a Rams win and a Cardinals loss, the Rams can clinch the NFC West division. So then you look at the NFC championship odds and you might think a divisional winner, LA with at least one game with home field advantage if they can be the number three seed in the NFC, maybe plus 490 for the Rams tied for the third best odds right now with the Cowboys to claim a conference crown not out of the ballpark and certainly provide some value behind the Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers who are the favorites to win the NFC right now with a price shorter than two dollars so that is nfl week number 17 so many postseason ramifications to dive into throughout the rest of this happy hour but next it's benny and the bets here in review sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com on sports grid sirius xm channel 159 and all across the sports grid network for one final time the last hour of tma in the year 2021 i am ben stevens but i am just one part of this great family here across the grid especially on the spiz grids in the morning and that 
includes Alex Fasano, our executive producer in the mornings, a wonderful member of this TMA and Spiz Grizz team, and of course, our field producer out in the streets of New York City for Benny and the Bets. Fasano, it's been a year of character and professional growth for me. Uh, took over hosting the morning after. I started working with Sports Grid. It has been absolutely incredible. I've been so glad to be a part of the team and continue to be a part of the Spiz Grizz moving forward. I can't wait for 2022. But also, getting to do Benny and the Bets, that really tested everything I've been a part of. How was 2021 for you? Yeah, you know, Ben, it was a year of development for both of us. You go from Big Ten Ben yeah. to Ben Scott Stevens oh. to Benny and the Bets. Wow. And on the morning after, I go from the producer, Fasano, to executive producer, to field producer. I mean, me and you got so many titles. I mean, we're like the Patriots over the last oh. decade. So let's just, you know, let's just bring it back. Let's reflect on what a great year it was. I mean, we had some great moments. DJ Uyugangalele, Mike Krzyzewski. I mean, we, we, we hit all, all types of the sports, all different corners of the sports world. Excuse me. I mean, Ben, I don't know about you. I had a great 2021, and I, much like you, am ready for 2022. I completely agree. By the way, DJ Uyungongolele, that's how you say that, not how you just did. No, that's, that's terrible. That's not how it goes. That's exactly anyway. what I said. How do you spell Krzyzewski? Uh, K-R-Y-Shevsky. Yeah. K-R something. That's what we might hear. <laughs> exactly. You know, so we had some moments and highlights like that with Coach K. Uh, shout out Duke Basketball. Let's hope they make it all the way through to the tournament. Right, Ben? I mean, I think you got a ticket on Duke. No, you don't? Nope. Okay. You know, Syracuse till I die. Oh, Syracuse. Of course, Syracuse. No homerism there, ladies and gentlemen, Very much at all. Yeah. Um, but okay. Let's all take a deep breath. It's the end of the year, New Year's Eve. We're talking about reflection. We're talking about growth. So why don't we all take a journey down the streets of New York City to take a look at some of the best moments from Benny and the Bets. Twenty twenty one. What a year it's been. Benny and the Bets. What a year it's been. We've had a lot of fun along the way. A lot of laughs, a lot of love, a lot of sports. Let's take a look back on some of the best moments from this year. The number one team in the country, the Georgia Peaches. Not quite. Bulldogs. Bulldogs. The number two team in the country, the Alabama Peaches. I'm so sorry. I'm bad at this. You want to throw me a pass and see if you still got it? I'm wearing a $2,000 suit. I gained 10 pounds and my f***ing split. I'm going to become New York City famous. Okay, Benji, come on, come on. Let's All right, go. I got to get Let's the mic go. back, buddy. Let's go. Let's go. Sir, $100. If you can pronounce the name of Clemson's starting quarterback. Yugalali. Yugalali. DJ Uyungalali. Yeah. No, you're wrong. It's DJ Uyungalali. Get out of here. Your best touchdown grab. Now give us your touchdown celebration. Oh, he just spiked it. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Twerk. Do you think Wayne Gretzky's gonna score 50 goals this year? Uh, depends. I don't remember his record, but it's gonna be a lot. Well, you know the Patriots play Tom Brady for the first time this weekend. Shut up! Bella Cheat or Shady Brady? I'm in shock. I'm heartbroken. I thought he was gonna see me, but um, really? Probably not. Were you disappointed with how the Yankees' season came to a close? Yes, I was. I definitely was. Well, then they suck and they're done. How are the Mets still in there? No. Of course not. Sports. Sports. Jumping. Sports. Great handoff, great handoff. Big 10 football. Three, no, on three, yeah. Three, two, one. We love college football. 
night. Back that way. This is your Halloween dance party. This is your world. Oh, oh. Let's see the jumper. Hit it. If you weren't watching at home, that hit Drew right in the face. How do you spell Krzyzewski? No idea. K-R some. I've been day drinking. I don't know if you heard me. <laughs> what does Coach K's? Oh, Coach. C. R. This is your head coach. I'm giving you good content. Z C Y S C Y K I H W. D. If you're not the favorite for a football game, you are the uh, sideline. The uh, who has the spread? Not over, but under. If not a cat, but a mouse. Cat, but a dog. There it is. Together. Side dog. I have no idea about sports. Sports. It's in the game. That's that's a video game. I tell Ben to f give it up. Oh, Let's Benny. go! Ready to bet! Rock you. Oh! Pick you up and drop you. Oh! You've just got to crack these boys. You've got to do it. you got to do it. you got to do it for Burnley. Take that ball and run the heck out of it down the field. Oh, oh man! I mean, I mean, Ben. Let's just, let's just. I mean, what, what, what amazing moment! You look back and you don't even remember half of these things. Like we went to Times Square. There was a Ferris wheel in the middle of Times Square. Like what were we doing? I mean, it started when it was like 95 degrees <laughs> out ahead of the first college football weekend of the year. It ended when we're wearing gloves and trying to make some fun at the end. I mean, all of it was fantastic. Some of my favorite memories, just laughing about all that we did. It's been so much fun to get to interact with the people on the streets. Benny and the Bets has been great. A shout out to everybody that we've accosted in the streets with a sports grid microphone and put right into your face. Yeah, I know. We didn't actually get all of our moments in there because there were so many. Some of them, uh, Benny and the Bets sing-alongs that we didn't get to show exactly. True. But Benny, Benny. Benny and the Bets, gotta give a shout out Beautiful. to all of our greatest vocalists uh, that we've interviewed over the months. But now, you know, we're going back from Benny and the Bets to what really the people want to see in this segment, and that's the producer picks. So let's get right into it. Let's yep. go starting with John Shames, who we always start with, and he loves messing up the NFL uh, system we got here. He's still going with what he knows. Stick to what you know, John. You are a profitable man. Mm. Uh, Robert Williams, double-double plus 110. Now, he originally wanted to do a Al Horford triple-double for 45-1, to 1, but I think he wised up. He still got plus money on it, but this is more likely than a triple-double, right, Ben? Yeah, probably, but I did really like the Al Horford triple-double with a ton of plus money for a game that starts in like two hours in Boston, by the way. The Celtics, a four-and-a-half-point home underdog. I'm surprised that Jonathan just didn't go with the plus money on the money line because as he told us today, Faz, the Celtics are just due for one, right? After shooting four of 42 from three-point land, you would think. Maybe do for a couple more makes. Yeah, you know, that update yesterday was not my most uh, enthusiastic in terms of shame. I know he was not happy hearing that three different times during the morning after. But hey, you know, Boston is Boston. Boston is what Boston is. So mm. I don't think he's going with any Moneyline dogs today. Uh, let's move on to mine. Obviously, I'm a Steelers fan, guys. So we're going with Steelers team total over 19. Ooh. Guys, it's Ben's last home game of his career. Yep. He has never lost to the Browns at home in the regular season. They are scoring 
40 points. I know it's totally against the whole season that they've been doing. They can barely score 21 points. They're going 40 points. They're taking down the Browns, sending off Ben Roethlisberger into the sunset. Give me the team total over. Absolutely love the idea there. I think Pittsburgh is a surefire Moneyline underdog pick for Monday Night Football against the Cleveland Browns. Plus 150 on the Moneyline for sure. 40 points? Eh, maybe at least 20 to go over the team total. Yeah, exactly. We don't need 40. I was just being a little enthusiastic. I mean, guys, it's my quarterback for 18 years. I'm a little emotional right now. Next week on the producer plays, you'll see. But let's get into Jesse Metzger, our graphics producer. He's taking Michigan plus 7.5. I mean, hey, it's college football playoff semifinals. Ben's been talking about it all day. Jesse's riding. Let's go blue. You know me. I am Big Ten Ben. I love Jesse's picks more than anybody else's picks every week. That's how you round out 2021, Jesse Metzger. Michigan and the points, maybe a money line sprinkle to get into the national championship game. First, they got to get past Georgia. Seven and a half, the spread there. Alex Fasano, thank you for all that you do. A very happy new year. More of the morning after week 17 in the NFL up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The final football Friday on the morning after in the year 2021 right here on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all across the SportsGrid network. We're going to crouch into the weekend, week 17, and we're fired up here on the SpizGrids. The final football Friday in 2021. We're going to set you up for what we hope is a profitable weekend and in to 2022, which starts off week 17, the second to last week, here of this regular season in the NFL. So, joining me now in studio to decipher all of it and to go through all of the playoff madness that we might see this weekend is our very own El Jefe, the boss man himself, Greg Sussman, live in studio. Greg, I always say, how else would you want to round out a year and go into the new year than with your friends? And right now, not only my friend, my coworker, my boss, my guiding light in this world, I'm glad to have you here on TMA. Man, what's, go- what's going on here, man? What? What? What's going on, man? I feel man? like I'm super tall. Yeah, super tall. You're not supposed to be looking at me. We're- I, I, I was looking at how tall you were. That's, yeah. what, that's what it was. I'm right. sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm no. sorry for breaking my own rules that I set. I feel very, very tall right now, which is sick. Yeah. Put it on my dating profiles that I'm 6'2 now instead of 6 foot. Wait, can we talk about that for a moment? Listen, it's, it's New Year's Eve, right? Yeah. Oh. Big night? No, it's a big night. I'm talking about like the dating profile thing being over six feet tall. Right. Like, didn't know that was a thing. That's a thing that we heard live in studio this year in 2021. Yeah. Could not believe that was a thing. Yeah. And then I was so, oh, you're five eight. You're average. You're good, man. I'm like, what is happening here? This is this is the year that was. Right. Yeah. Maybe in 2022 we'd be more honest and transparent with ourselves. So I'll start it off right here. New Year's resolution. Right. I'm not actually stopping fi- against Maryland. I'm. <laughs> I would never pick against right. Maryland. I picked Maryland to cover a three-and-a-half-point spread in the pinstripe bowl. Yeah. I was going to say I'm 5'11 and three-quarters, but we don't need to get into that right <laughs> now. And, Greg, you carry yourself very tall. All right, enough of that. Let's get into NFL week number Fine. 17. So many playoff scenarios across the board on the Sunday slate. And, Greg, in the AFC, only one team has clinched a postseason berth. That would be the team currently occupying number one overall seed. 
the Kansas City Chiefs. KC goes on the road this weekend as a five and a half point favorite against the Cincinnati Bengals with a win for Cincy. If they can pull off the upset, they claim the AFC North division. What do you make of Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes? How tall do you think they say they are on their dating profiles? Well, it's not about the dating profiles, oh. man. It's about that scouting profile, right? So when you're when you're at the combine, you're like four inches taller than you actually are. You wear, hand size. And hand size. Hand that's size. right. That's yeah. right. They're wearing the lifts in their boots. The whole deal. I think it's really interesting that Joe Burrow, like, kind of at first you look at him like, oh, sweet dude, right? No. Killer. That's what Joe Burrow has been and always has been really from the beginning at Ohio State to LSU and then to Cincinnati. Just a straight-up killer. And every opportunity where he has gotten to step up uh, in front of the media, not that he has stepped up in every game, but he stepped up in front of the media and just taken uh, the bulletin board material, he's done it, which is awesome. I think my problem is that everybody's riding high on Cincinnati and Joe Burrow after what you saw last week, after the heroics, after the 525 yards that he threw, and you're forgetting because Kansas City played a, a bad Steelers team that like Kansas City is the number one overall seed, that they are the best team, that they are have been to back-to-back Super Bowls. I like KC against Cincinnati this weekend. I mean, right now, Kansas City playing some great football. Won eight straight games, covered in six straight games, booked as a favorite for the entirety of this season and all of last year as well. Greg's right. At least according to the odds, the best team in the NFL right now. The favorites to win the Super Bowl at plus 400. The favorites in the AFC at plus 160. And the favorites to be the number one overall seed in the AFC. Minus 280 in that marketplace. KC can clinch that number one seed in the AFC playoff picture with a win over Cincinnati and a loss by the Tennessee Titans against the Miami Dolphins at home in Tennessee on Sunday. So, Greg, we've talked about the Chiefs all year long. And KC, when they started slow and they were struggling, would they ever get back to what we have expected out of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid the past two or three seasons? Certainly seems like they're there right now and maybe even exceeding where we have seen them in the last couple of years because of that defense especially. Yeah, I think it's the, the frustrating part for me is when around Thanksgiving a little bit earlier, you, you were able to get the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl like, 10 to 1, 12 to 1, 14 to 1, something along those lines where they were, you know, the eighth best choice because they went through that little rut, like you mentioned uh, earlier in the year. And now, eight straight wins, six straight covers, right? They are the odds on favorite here in the AFC. And that's why when you're in the middle of November, that's when you take your shot. Yes, maybe Patrick Mahomes doesn't win the MVP, but. At that time, the number that you're getting is worth it. Certainly the number with the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl is worth it because you look at that landscape and who do you really like? And it was always came back to me for the Chiefs. Now that that defense, as you said, is running hot, Steve Spagnuolo has his guys uh, playing their best football at the right time of the year. It's a tough spot for Cincinnati uh, to be able to try to clinch their division here this week. Plus four and a half. I know it just kind of feels like everybody's on Cincinnati again. But as I mentioned, I I do like Kansas City this Sunday. That line has worked a little bit of both ways. It opened at four and a half, got up to five and a half in KC's favor. Now on this football Friday, Cincy getting four and a half points at home. The over under is 51. The second highest total of the weekend. So KC favored right now to be the number one overall seed in the AFC. Again, with a win and a Tennessee loss, KC can clinch that number one overall seed. If the Bengals win and pull off the outright upset, they will claim the AFC North Divisional Crown, minus 240 in that market right now. As we flip it over to the NFC, if KC is the favorite to be the number one overall seed in the AFC, Green Bay the favorite in the NFC. Minus 700 right now 
for the pack. And some news this morning, Greg, about the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday night. Kirk Cousins of the Vikings placed on the COVID-19 list, and this line is back up on the FanDuel Sportsbook. And oh boy, do we have some movement. Six and a half just earlier this morning, ticked up to seven and a half a couple of hours ago. The breaking news in the last 30 minutes. The Green Bay Packers now, Greg, a 13 and a half point favorite at home on Sunday night. Kirk Cousins almost inevitably gets on this COVID list. Uh, came out early uh, in the summer and was just like, hey, I'm not vaccinated, but I'm going to do everything I can uh, to help my team. Uh, not helping his team this week, uh, unfortunately, being on the COVID list. Sean Madden, I believe, the backup quarterback, still on the COVID-19 list. Joe Webb. Which means, no, not Joe Oh, Webb. no? Joe Webb has been the third quarterback there in like 10 years. Yeah. Uh, how about Kellen Mond in line to start for the Minnesota Vikings this Sunday night? And maybe Sean Madden with new protocols gets off the list I don't know but right now I, those odds at 13 and a half going up to 13 and a half point favorite for Green Bay certainly seems like Kellamond will get the start and I saw a great tweet earlier please uh, asked before I was about to come up is there any better way or more precise way or like wrap a bow around this way that the Viking season ends than Kirk Cousins getting COVID on Sunday night and Green Bay just like slapping the Minnesota it's like the most Vikings thing ever. Well, I think actually the most Minnesota Vikings thing would be the two first things that you said. Kellen Mond making his <laughs> first career NFL start. And somehow, someway, the Vikings still playing in a one-score game where Mason Crosby needs to come on in the final 30 seconds and kick a game-winning field goal. Because Minnesota has played 14 of their 15 games this year to just single digits. So, we'll see. 13 and a half now, though. A strong indication that the Packers will at least win that football game on Sunday night. With a win... In a Dallas loss, Green Bay is the number one overall seed in the NFC. Five teams in the NFC have already clinched a playoff ticket. Both the Cowboys and their opponent on Sunday at the Star, the Arizona Cardinals. The Cowboys a six-point favorite right now against Arizona. Not much at stake except for playoff positioning between these two teams. A marquee matchup, of course, Greg. Arizona trying to stop or stop a three-game losing skid. Do you think the Cardinals can do it or at least cover that number? You heard from the Cardinals yesterday, Kyler Murray. You heard what they had to say. They played it on Pharrell Coast to Coast later in the day. And it was just like, oh, everyone keeps talking. The media keeps saying this. We're close. We're close. Well, you know, you Carver said it right. They have looked terrible. It hasn't been this close. The, yep. the Cardinals looked absolutely putrid since coming out of the bye. And since really whenever they lost DeAndre Hopkins, this team has not looked whole. When, and I know that uh, on Thursday Night Football against Green Bay, Hopkins plays, what, three snaps, comes back out, kind of comes in and out of that game. But really, since they lost Hopkins, I understand he's not the target monster that he was in Houston. This offense, just this team in general, has not looked right. I know Kyler Murray uh, missed about a month with his injury, but this team has not been able to get it going. It has not been the same, and I don't feel they're this close. I think six points is a lot of points, and I think they built up enough equity within the league that obviously you're going to the playoffs, and it's all that position seating here as you said Ben but this team isn't good right now you can't look at this Cardinals team and have any confidence three losses in a row with Kyler Murray playing every single one seemingly healthy I understand James Connors probably out but you get Chase Edmonds back the offense kind of broken Ben Lost three straight, have not covered in three straight. Now taking on the Dallas Cowboys, who have the best ATS record in all of the NFL. 12-3 and three against the number, winners of four straight, covering in four straight, all as a favorite as well. 
Good news for Arizona. Going on the road, they've been very good this year. Throw away the loss, and it was a distinct loss as a 12.5-point favorite in the Motor City against the Lions two Sundays ago. But outside of that, perfect on the road, perfect against the number. Also very good as an underdog. 5-0 and ATS and straight up because in all five of their covers against the spread, the Arizona Cardinals have also won that game outright as an underdog. So we'll be fascinating to see. Greg, leave us with a parting thought of how we can take some resolutions into 2022. Well, I'll say this one last point on the Cardinals and the Cowboys. This is definitely a rematch we may see in just two weeks' time, wild card weekend, depending on where things fall as yep. the Cardinals continue to drop and some other teams continue to win. It is It may happen, depending where Dallas falls and Tampa Bay, certainly something that we can see again on wild card weekend. Uh, resolution, man, is is really just to, to keep going, right? I think we are... We are doing great things here. We have better things lined up here for 2022. Very, very excited for the possibilities, and I just hope all of you are along for the ride as well. Beautifully said, Greg. A great time to be a part of the Spiz Grizz. And you know Greg Sussman certainly is. El Jefe joining us here on the morning after. Joe Pisapia is up next. More of NFL Week number 17. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Our last guest spot of the year on our final football Friday in the last couple of minutes of the final show of the morning after in the year 2021. Right here on SportsGrid, Sirius XM Channel 159 and all across the SportsGrid network. I am Ben Stevens and very pleased right now for this final guest spot to give it to nobody else but Joe Pisapia. Joining us right here on TMA for a football Friday. Joe, one of the hosts of Fantasy Sports Today each and every Sunday right here on the grid to give you that fantasy perspective heading into your Sunday slate. A big Sunday slate, Joe Pisapia, entering week number 17. 15 games on Sunday. And Joe, going into a new year is all about resolutions, right? Heading into 2022, Mm. trying to make some changes about ourselves. Here's one thing I will never change. And that is my steadfast belief and credo in establishing the run. So how do we do that here on TMA? We are going to run the triple option. Our favorite side, total, and prop for Week 17 in the NFL. But first, my friend, a very happy new year to you on the early side of things. That's right. And happy new year to you, my friend. We've had a great time all year hanging out on this show. I've been happy to help you out here, especially, you know, since you've been running solo. What a job Ben Stevens has done, ladies and gentlemen. If I could get up and applaud, I would, but they'd yell at me that I'm out of the shot. And we all know that out of the shot so far today has been uh, something to deal with. But I, I am I'm so proud right. of you, Ben, and I'm I'm so excited to be uh, spending this last full segment with you, buddy. It's been uh, it's been a fun year. We've still got a lot of football left to play, which is great. Two regular season weeks left. So many playoff implications across the entire league on this Sunday and into Monday. So the triple option: our favorite side total and prop of the weekend some props not out yet but we'll estimate and tell you places to target but first we begin with our favorite side joe p you do the honors in our final guest spot the floor is yours well look i think we have to all stand up and take notice right now about the miami defense and what they've done so the miami d has been very good that three and a half plus side against tennessee i understand they're on the road but 
my goodness, this is where the fantasy side sort of, you know, overlaps with the wagering side. Because if you've been paying attention to that defense, the turnovers they're creating, the pressure they're putting on the quarterback, they are really just basically for the second half of the season just been unbelievably good. And I think when you're looking at Tennessee, especially now with some of the news about A.J. Brown, too, going around to him not practicing. I mean, Tennessee is kind of put together right now, I think. You know, like when uh, the the father in Christmas Story is trying to put the lamp back together. I feel like that's Mike Vrabel. I feel like the whole Tennessee Titans team is just for Gile. You're trying to slowly kind of put them back together. And then when you put the top on again, it all just falls apart. So I think Miami's really doing a good job. I like the plus three and a half. Now, even if Miami doesn't win this football game, I do think they're going to take that number and cover that three and a half. So for me, that's where I'm starting here, Ben. Miami has won seven straight games. They have covered in six of those seven games during this winning streak. It's interesting, Joe, to see Tennessee as more than a field goal favorite in this spot. I understand the Titans are at home. I understand Tennessee currently occupies the number two seed in the AFC postseason picture. But when you look at Tennessee, they've lost three of their last five games. Sure, a big win last Thursday night against the San Francisco 49ers, but it hasn't been overwhelmingly impressive. So I'll talk about this game for my favorite total here coming up because it's a small number for an over-under at 39 in a hook. But I think the Dolphins are a very good side, and a lot has been made about, oh, who have the Finns played? You can only line up and play who's on your schedule and to win seven straight games on one of the hardest things to do on a week-to-week basis in the NFL. Pretty impressive of where Brian Flores now has Miami currently after that seven-game winning streak, occupying the number seven seed in the AFC postseason picture. The last and final AFC wildcard spot. A team that can clinch a postseason berth this weekend, Joe P., the Indianapolis Colts, who are a touchdown favorite right now at home against the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday. Obviously, news about the Colts this week. Carson Wentz still currently on the COVID-19 list. He has not been ruled out for Sunday because of the new protocols in place. If he cannot go, it'll be the rookie quarterback out of Texas in Sam Ellinger. But the line opened in Indy's favor at seven and a half points. Even after the news about Carson Wentz, it only came down by a point to six and a half. Now it's back at seven on the FanDuel Sportsbook, which in my mind shows that even if Carson is not out there, the Colts can win this football game. Indianapolis has won a lot of football games recently, six of their last seven, covering in five of those seven games as well. And with a win, they clinch a postseason berth. And the Raiders have not given me a lot. Yes, they have won two straight games, but both by a very close margin over the Denver Broncos and the depleted Cleveland Browns a couple of Monday nights ago after that rescheduled football game. So when I look at the Raiders, they've only covered twice in their last eight games. I think Indianapolis is playing a great brand of football right now that even without Carson, run the dang ball with Jonathan Taylor. Over 100 yards in six of his last seven games. And good news for the Colts as it pertains to COVID concerns. Quinton Nelson is back and off the COVID list as well. So my favorite side, Joe P, Indy, laying seven against the Raiders this weekend. Yeah, certainly like that one, Ben. Uh, Indianapolis, another team, too, defensively has really picked it up in the second half, just handing the ball to Jonathan Taylor and backing away. But you're right, uh, getting Nelson back healthy is just crucial for that team because the way the Colts have been winning games has been on the line, both sides of it. And that's where it all starts. And I think sometimes we forget that. We get caught up so much in the, the quarterback play. We get caught so much up 
in the wide receiver play, all these things, but it's all about the line. If you watch that game against the Patriots a few weeks ago, you saw them basically just win up front, and winning up front was the difference maker. For me, I'm going with the under in the Denver Charger game. That's the one to me, Ben, that is mm. so fascinating because you've got a, a top five secondary here in Denver. They have played fantastic football all year. Individual matchups always get tricky. They always get tight, I feel like. Uh, Herbert probably isn't struggling just a tad lately. You've got some in and outs, too, with guys out of the lineup like Mike Williams out of practice because of COVID last few weeks. So sometimes you fall out of rhythm. You had Austin Eckler, who's been dealing with some injuries. I just think the under on this game and the numbers of 46, I see this being more of a 2017 kind of a contest, right, where it's just going to be a little bit underperforming. Also from the Denver side, too, you're talking about backup quarterback Drew Locke, right? You're talking about Melvin Gordon, who does not look healthy, looks like he's fading and falling apart here at the end, which is something us people who have had Melvin Gordon and rostered him in fantasy are used to every single year him falling apart somehow physically in December. But for me, that's the one I keep coming back to because I think of all the matchups here, you're seeing a lot of defenses kind of check out this time of year, week 17, week 18. I don't think that Denver defense is going to check out in-division matchups mean a lot to both of these rosters. And let's face it, the Chargers are kind of fighting for their life right now. So I like the under in this game. Yeah. I think this is going to be a, a tough grinding kind of a contest. Joe, the Broncos, the highest under percentage in all of the NFL. 80% of Denver's game this year mm -hmm. hitting an under. That's 12 of their 15. They've gone under in eight of their last nine. So it always makes sense to take it under when the Denver Broncos are involved. And from a side perspective, the Chargers have been a five and a half point, now six and a half point favorite for that AFC West showdown against the Denver Broncos. LA now on the outside looking in at the postseason in the AFC as a part of that wild card race. They have not been good as a favorite this year, just three and six against the numbers. So it will be a fascinating game in SoFi on Sunday between the Chargers and the Broncos. Joe, it was your favorite side of the weekend. The Miami Dolphins getting three and a half points on the road against Tennessee. It is my favorite total. Maybe I'm caught up in all the college football happening right now. The CFP today, <laughs> college football bowl games in the New Year's Six on New Year's Day tomorrow. But in the Big Ten nature of my heart, when you see an over-under at 39 and a half, it just calls to you. And what calls to that, even more so, is an under. Now, this line opened at 41 for this total and is ticked down by a point and a half to 39 in a hook. But I think that market movement makes sense. And I still think, although the number is now even smaller, we're still probably in store for an under in what we expect to be a competitive game with a spread right around that key number of three. Tennessee has played three straight unders. The most points they have scored in the last five weeks for the Titans, 20 twice against the Jacksonville Jaguars and against the San Francisco 49ers. 13 in the other three games over this five-game span I am referencing, only averaging 15.8 points per game. And Joe touched on it. The reason the Finns have been winning football games right now is because of that defense. During this win streak of seven games, the defense has allowed just 11.7 points per game to their opponent. That also takes into account 24 the New York Jets put up two weekends ago. Miami has gone under in six of their last eight games and the Dolphins offensively also not all that stellar the 12th worst scoring offense in the NFL only averaging just a tick above 20 points per game this season so an over under is small at 39 and a half I get that but when I, I expect to be a tight game Joe with a short spread I think Miami could cover to help you out 17-14 or maybe they even win a football game 20 to 13 over the Titans and we still go under that small total of 39 in the hook 
I think it's very possible, Ben. The only thing that would put that number in danger is a defensive score by the Dolphins, which I would say is more like a 30% chance. So uh, I'm with you. I think this is another kind of grinding game, and I think the uh, Miami defense is going to secure this one. At the end of the day, I would not be surprised if Miami wins this game outright. I'm still kind of shocked that – uh, the, the Tennessee Titans are as favorited as they are in this contest. But once again, some issues that they've had in health this year. I don't know how any team could hold it together. I give them a lot of credit, but I think they're still kind of fading here down the stretch, much like the Arizona Cardinals that you were talking about earlier with Greg Sussman. And that last one for me, Ben, when you're talking about the player props yeah. this week, talk about Denver and how good that secondary is. Let's talk about how bad the Baltimore Ravens secondary is. The worst in the league, Yeesh. all the way down to 32. They were bad before Marlon Humphrey got hurt. He got hurt. It got even worse. Did we watch Joe Burrow throw the football last week? Have been watching what's going on here these last few weeks against Baltimore. And now you're going against Matthew Stafford with Cooper Cup, who's been the best wide receiver in football this season, Mm -hmm. with uh, an air raid kind of attack with a bunch of running backs that they're just kind of "Ah, piecemealing it together. Man, I absolutely love any number you get on Matthew Stafford. I don't care if it's 280, 290, 305. I want the over. I don't care. I want the over on Cups number. Heck, I even want yep. only the over on any OBJ or Van Jefferson number. So all of that to me, if I'm looking for one thing, it's Matthew Stafford throwing against this secondary. And I think this is, again, a very crucial game here for them to keep pace with all these other big-time teams in the NFC. Certainly so, Joe, because outside of the Packers, who currently occupy the number one overall seed, the Rams, the Cowboys, and the Bucks, all at 11 and 4, with a Rams win and an Arizona loss to the Cowboys, the Rams clinch the NFC West crown. I don't think they can make a Hooper Cup, as we love to call him, and his receiving yards prop high enough. They're probably going to put it at like 104 and a half. I'd still take the over, especially against this Baltimore secondary. My favorite prop of the weekend when it comes out, look at Jalen Hurts' rushing yards prop for a big game for the Eagles against Washington. Laying four and a half points on the road. On the, on the, in the NFL's top rushing offense, Philadelphia averaging over 163 yards per game on the ground, Jalen Hurts, their quarterback, is the second leading rusher. The leading rusher this year, Miles Sanders, is not going to be available this weekend dealing with a broken hand. So Jalen Hurts has averaged 53 rushing yards per game this season. Only had seven last week, but with no Sanders, he's gone 55 or more rushing yards in six of the last eight games. Washington, in terms of their run defense, not terrible by any means this year. Actually, top 10 in the league, but I still look for Jalen to take advantage, utilize his legs in a big game against the football team. Maybe passing plus rushing if you want some extra there with Jalen Hurts against Washington. Joe Pisapia, our final guest in our final big segment on our final show on the final Football Friday of the year 2021 here on the morning after joe thank you so much and again a very happy new year to you always a pleasure ben wonderful things i wish for you in 2022 same for you joe pisapia same for you that's how you end out a year folks on the final football friday you run the triple option our bye 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 best bet one final time coming up after the break sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com I'm a little emotional right now. I'm not going to lie to you. Our final segment 
on our final football Friday, on our final show of the morning after in the year 2021. What a year that has been. I have become a part of TMA, a part of the Sports Grid family. I thank you all sincerely for following along this year, putting up with all of it. Hopefully, we've added a couple of bucks to your wallet. We've made you a more informed and better sports better, and you have more of that profitability heading into 2022. Before we do that, we end with our final bye-bye-bye best bet of 2021. We focus on NFL week number 17, and you have been watching the morning after on SportsGrid, Sirius XM, channel 159, and I'm Ben Stevens. So before we head into a new year, here it is. Before we say farewell, before we say goodbye, it's time for Bye Bye Bye. The second to last week in the regular season across the National Football League and playoff implications across the board. With a win, Tennessee over Miami this weekend. The Titans clinch a berth to the postseason and in AFC South Divisional Crown. And maybe it's all of the college football that's happening this weekend. The college football playoff, the New Year's Six Bowls on New Year's Day, including the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, all that great stuff. And being Big Ten, Ben, I am tied to small over-under totals. And that is what we have for the Titans game against the Dolphins on Sunday. An over-under that stands currently at 39.5. And of course, when you see a total that minimal, it begs you to have the stones and to sweat it out to start out a new year and take an under. It makes sense. The most points Tennessee has scored over their past five games, 20 twice they've only been averaging 15 and a half points per game Miami the 12th worst scoring offense in all of the NFL only 20 points per game in the defense for Miami on the seven game winning streak only allowing less than 12 points per game to their opponent so an under of a 39 and a half total between Tennessee and Miami this weekend the morning after each and every weekday, 9 a.m. Eastern, right here on SportsGrid. Have a wonderful weekend, a very happy new year. I'm Ben Stevens. We'll talk in 2022. Are you one of us? We've just got one question. Do you like games? We do. Do you like winning? What a coincidence. So 